Welcome everybody to CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry. From Major League Baseball to the NBA, NFL, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. The draft is right around the corner. Chicago Bulls have two draft picks, at least we think for now. That may change very drastically. A lot of stuff is heating up, especially the LeBron rumors, Bulls rumors with Melo, Love. We got an extraordinary amount of stuff to go over. Windy City, welcome back to Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network, and you're listening to Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. I'm Big Nick, the Red Rebel Army member, and along with me, I have Mush Jackman, the producer of the show. Hey guys, I'm real excited to be here today. We got a lot to talk about. This is going to be an exciting uh, draft season, off season for basketball. A lot of interesting things going to happen. You got to come up with like a punchline every time we intro you. Do like like a joke, you know what I mean? I have to think of one. Something like you know how like other hosts always say like a uh, and god speed everybody. Yeah. At the yeah. end you got to think of something. Some like kind that. of catchphrase. At least say it in the beginning when we intro everybody. I think it sounds better. We'll do. All right, so um a, a lot to cover guys. Obviously we did not go over some of the NBA stuff. Uh Going into the finals, obviously we gave our predictions though, and we spoke a little bit about it. Get going out of the semifinals into the finals. Uh, Jackman was a uh, a Spurs fan. I'm gonna give him credit for calling it too. I was not. I thought the Heat were gonna take them, uh, and it went completely the opposite way. Uh, and the Spurs did take them. And I'll I'll give San Antonio a ton of credit. Uh, the older, I guess, guys with more experience uh, did uh, they beat them up, man? Yeah, they did, and, and it was know. good to see. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't just the older guys. They were core. They played well, but uh, it was the, the bench. It was some of the young guys like well, Kawhi Leonard. He won the MVP, finals MVP. Yes, yes, 22-year-old, and this guy's winning the He's MVP. the second youngest or the first youngest? I think he's second youngest. Uh, he was the second youngest. I is think he the is. second or the first? No, he was the second. Okay. I, I, I forgot who the other one was. It might have been Tim Duncan. I, I didn't do the research on it. And we should have before we did that. I just thought about it, though, because of right now what we just said. But, yeah, I mean, they, they dismantled them, man. I mean, if you guys want to learn how to play team basketball, tape that Spurs final and watch it over and over again. That's passing. That's a passing session. It was awesome to see. He's Pop, Pop the coach, Pop uh, Popovich, he's just very – he strategically looks 
at the game in a whole different level than I think other coaches look at it. And just not just passing, defense, offense, like every, every aspect of the game. I think, I mean, you got to rate, you got to rate him up there now. I mean, I don't think he's as great as Phil yet and Riley or those guys, but he's up there, man. Oh, he's great. He's a mastermind. This guy's a mastermind. And uh, he gets the most out of his players. I really like how he played, uh, gave his starters rest during the season. Yeah. I think they came out with energy. Manu Ginobili was a much better player this finals than last year. And uh, I just think incorporating the bench during the season gives the bench confidence. So when they come in there, they feel good about themselves and they uh, produce. And the other uh, thing that I really liked about the whole uh, aspect of him using his bench as well, um, I mean, these guys are old. So he rested these guys tremendously during the season. And he didn't sort of burn them out like Tibbs does, even though I love Tibbs. But um, he gave them rest. And and that's a really good and and, and an important thing to do. but, I mean, in a way, I mean, the bench is really what won the whole series. Yeah, Miami got tired out. I mean, if you watch those games, the first two games were close, of course. But then uh, San Antonio, they had a spark off their bench. They had Patty yeah. Mills nailing three-pointers po- down. You had guys coming and playing well. Miami, you didn't have that. Yeah, and, and a, part of the rumor, we'll get more into that as we're talking a little bit deeper about the finals and uh, and going into each guy. But part of the rift, there's a rumor that LeBron got into a rift with Pat Riley in closed doors. And part of the rift of that was that he was upset at the fact that Miami didn't make an effort to build a solid bench for him or for the team. And that's one of the main reasons his agent as of today told the Miami Heat that he's opting out of his deal and he's going to become a free agent. So, um, But you know what? I, I blame him in a way. I mean, look at his contract. He's going to sit here and complain about why they did They well, have no money. They're paying three guys max contracts. You, you don't have money. So how can they build a team if they don't got money? Take a pay cut then, dude, and they'll build a bench around you. Yeah, but to be fair, he took a little bit of a pay cut when he came in. He could have got more. He could have took a lot less, and he could have you built a stronger team. Yeah, but and you know I, what? I'm still a firm believer that Spoletro is an idiot. <laughs> the guy can't coach. The guy's a pretty boy that they found probably in high school basketball somewhere and told him, hey, dude, I can't pay you a lot of money. I'll give you $10,000 no, he, he, he started off as Pat Riley's video man. Uh, that, he did the video man for years. Guy's horrible. But no, you know what? He could have made more in Cleveland. That was a whole idea yeah, of him coming but here he with wanted, him and he his wanted buddies. to come here to win the rings. That's right. Why. So he did take less. I, I, I just, I just feel that you know what is Tim Duncan making LeBron money? No, but is it, Tim Duncan is Ginobili making LeBron money? Is Tim Duncan now really as good as LeBron? Come on, dude. No, he's not. But I'm just saying those guys understood that I can't take the LeBron money. Right, Tim. Du- I credit Tim Duncan. He took half, and they can build a better team around me so I can play. Well, yeah, he. Right, he took a severe pay cut to keep that th- core together, him, yeah. Parker, and Ginobili. I, I just think all three of those guys, I know they call them the big three, they're all selfish. I, I think they could have took less money to build a strong team and to be a strong consecutive contender year after year. I mean, I, I'm going to, bottom line, well, I know these guys go for money. I know they go for money. But I the mean, bottom line is, think about this, Jackman. If if you were an NBA player, say you were possessed of the talent of being an NBA player and a pretty damn good NBA player at this right now, when you're done playing basketball, do you want to be the guy who's not known but rich? Or do you want to be the guy that has money, as long as you invest it the right way and you're smart about it? But not just that, but the most important thing, at least to me, you built a legacy to the point where when you die, no one will forget you. 
No, I'd rather have the latter, no doubt. I'd rather have the legacy. Yes. I'd no rather doubt. take less money, win a, an abundant amount of championships with a solid team. I mean, and I know there's not a lot of loyalty anymore. Right. But I tried to be as loyal as possible, and I would want to end the game knowing that, hey, this guy was a, a legend, and he built a great legacy, and no one will ever forget him. Instead, what's the legacy that LeBron's building? He runs because he, he has to go with his two buddies to win rings. Magic, Bird, and Jordan never had to do that. And then on top of it now, he's going to run again because he doesn't like that they're, building, they're not building a bench around him. Well, you know what? If he wants to keep Miami intact, he may ask Bosh and uh, his buddy Wade to opt out and come back and sign for less money in order for them to get some more uh, better uh, bench players and role players. You never know because Wade is going to make 20. They're all going to – they all signed the same deal, those yeah, guys. Yeah, his agent, though, his agent just told the Heat today officially. It's been put on everywhere. They're saying that he, he officially is opting out of his deal. Right, but that doesn't mean Miami can't sign them back. They might give a pitch and they might uh, – and, and they'll try. I of mean, course they'll try. I know they said that he's going to have a meeting this week sometime with Dwayne Wade and Bosch so they can actually discuss the future, uh, which I think is stupid. Well, uh, you might ask those guys to take a pay cut. Uh, right now the three teams uh, that, that are interested in him is they said that he's very intrigued with the Clippers, uh, which I, I don't see that happening and I don't know how. Um, Houston, so that he can be with Howard and Harden. Um, it seems like a decent fit there. Uh, and then the other team is the Cavaliers. Now, in my personal opinion, I think the best thing for his career so he can start building a legacy again is to go to Cleveland. He needs to go back home to his hometown. He's got Kyrie Irving there. I mean, you got the first, and they got the first pick coming up. You got the first up. pick this year, which looks like it's possibly going to be Wiggins or Parker. Uh, and then, I mean, Bennett is a bust. I don't think you're going to get anything out of Bennett. He's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, bottom line is you'll still have the number one pick, Ir- Irvin, and They LeBron. might even go with him, but I know he's got a little bit of foot no, he's Dude, his stock is going to drop, and I'm going to go into that with the I, next segment. It, yeah. He, I, oh, I, he might even go under 10. And he was know. he was a, a top three pick. Oh, yeah. A lot of people slated him for number one. Yeah, I think his stock's going to drop tremendously, and I'll go over that a little bit later. But, okay. Um, that, uh, those are the three teams that everyone is saying that are the teams that are in the running for him and that he would possibly go to. And there mm. are some but rumors. There's, there's many teams that want LeBron, including oh, yeah. the Chicago Bulls. Yes. And they're going to pitch him an offer. I hope not. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to see LeBron come to Chicago. What, when Before he went to the Heat, I wanted him in Chicago. Yes. Now that he did this... I mean, I know this is not a PG show. I think he's a pussy for leaving and going to Miami, and I think that he just ruined his image by that, and I don't want him here. I really don't. I mean, look at the cramping. Really? Well, you're, you're, This is Chicago. Smash Mouth Bears football. Right. Guys who bust their teeth, bleed, and they still play the game. Guys who have broken jaws and broken fingers and just snap them right back and keep playing the game, and you're going to bring a guy who cramps up and he sits out the fourth quarter? Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't want to do that. It happened to him. His co- the coach said he wanted to go back in. He couldn't uh, really move, though. He would have been ineffective. You're in the finals. I know, but he would have been ineffective. Uh, in my opinion, you're in the finals. I don't care how hurt you are, unless you literally you broke- want him to limp like uh, Willis Reed on the Knicks when uh, he came uh, out. Unless you broke a leg and you can't walk physically or an arm and you can't move your arm, then you, you need to be out there Cr- cramping, dude. Yeah, but you know what. I'm to, not, to I'm not talking fair? about, like, uh, 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 he's blinded in one eye. No, I know. A freaking cramp. Right, no, get I on the Get on the court and play the game, dude. I pay you $30 million <laughs> a year. Get on the court. It's the finals. Yeah, I mean. And then he lets them take, he lets the Spurs take the series 3-1. Or well, 
<laughs> Come on, that's that's not right. I I I don't want him in Chicago. He, to be fair, he didn't get much help against the Spurs at all. In the first, no, he. I mean, he didn't get much help from this teammates anywhere. No, and that's including I'm thinking like even Wade and Bosch. I know they were all like all non-existent, them. right? And I know Chambers Bosch didn't do nothing. Bosch shut uh, Duncan shut Bosch out. He he was like non-existent. Yeah, he didn't do anything. And you know what? To be fair, though, the first two games were very competitive. In Miami, they were looking like they might have won that first game, even though they were getting tired towards the end. When but when LeBron went out, that turned the tide. Yeah. And the game two, Miami won, and the series looked like okay. Now they stole the home field away from San Antonio. And I thought the same thing. I thought like, hey, they always lose game one. I'm like, you know what? They're gonna come back, and then they'll be okay. And yeah. Be well, that's what that was their status quo before. But you know what? I gotta give a Popovich a lot of credit. He installed Boris Diaw, and he went small. Yeah. And took out uh, Tiago, and Boris was a matchup problem. And yep. this guy's a passer. He's a very versatile player, and that kind of I think swung the tide with the addition of the bench. I was more I was more surprised at the fact too that they blew them out those games. Yeah, I mean it wasn't even a competitive it wasn't finals. Like, yeah, it was like they blew them out. A team that everybody thought that like Miami's got it. Miami's got this. Yeah. No one could beat Miami. They blew Popovich yeah. out coached Spalletra and it proved that Spalletra is a high school coach and does not belong in the NBA. Period. I think you're being a little harsh on Eric Spolstra. Guys horrible, man. But but you know what? Uh they did. They did beat them convincingly. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, because of Spalletta, it was a funny, funny yeah. thing. He's a high school coach, man. Come on, he doesn't belong in the NBA. Hey, here's he didn't the have thing. the horses to run with. Before with I forgot, ab- yeah. before I forget about this, what do you think is going to happen to the Spurs assistants? Soon they're going to have to become head coaches. Oh yeah, they're going to get. Especially yeah. when Pop retired. Here's my personal opinion. Going to the Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan did opt-in, which is good news. Yeah. yeah so, so the Spurs are going to be back. He's coming him. back, yeah. Which means if he's coming back, I think the rest of the team is going to come back and Pop's going to come in. I personally think when Duncan's done, I think Pop's is retiring. I think so, too. So I think he's waiting for, for Duncan's decision. And you know what was really cool when I was watching it? It was really nice to see. And I didn't know who he was in the beginning. <clears throat> but when, um, when, when he won it, and Duncan goes in there and starts hugging someone. And I thought it was his dad. I'm like, oh, he's hugging his dad. And then I look closely. I'm like, that's David Robinson. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's well, that's David Robinson. I'm like, that's not. I'm like, and he always says, because they started their careers together. Yes. Or not their careers, but towards well, the end of Robinson's yeah, career, Duncan he took was over, in there. Right. And they said that David Robinson mentored Tim Duncan and actually taught him. He put him under his wing and taught him a lot. I heard, Yeah, I've heard Robinson was a very good guy, very good teammate. And they're still and he good still friends. Lives, yes, and he still, you see him at the game. He still lives in San Antonio. Yes. He's still involved in the community, you know, in yeah. the Spurs. But it was really cool to see Duncan or uh, Robinson. There. Oh yeah, and then the first person he hugged was was Robinson. Wow. Yeah, and if yeah. you notice it and you watch that replay, right when it's done, he walks right off. People were trying to grab him to hug him, and he walked right off. And he was sitting right behind the bench, Robinson, and he hugged him first. Then he went back out and started hugging everybody else. Yeah, and Duncan's not a guy who shows a lot of emotion, so and, you know how much yeah. Robinson means to him. And the other thing that was very interesting that I liked a lot, and it means a lot, at least to me, are, are leaders that lead their team but never take any credit Right, at He's all. very humble. Not No. When, when the team was taking the trophy and everything was being said and done, who was not on the stage? Popovich. Yeah. He, he was sitting, if you watch the replay, he was sitting off the stage all the way in the back. Wow. The guy was not a – now, to me, he's a leader, led his team, 
and he didn't want to take any of the credit. He wanted his guys to take the credit. He wanted his guys to see that limelight, and he didn't even go up there to touch the trophy. Wow. He just yeah. let his guys go with it. Yeah, he's a true coach, yeah. true professional. That is. Stand-up guy. I, I just Right now, I think after this season, I think they're probably going to go one more season, and I honestly think that they'll probably give the coaching job to one of the assistants, possibly. If right. Pop puts a good word in, and then I think after that, you're going to probably see the other guy split and go, go out of town somewhere and become head coach somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Almost like what happened with Tibbs. Like, they were all coaching in Boston. They were assistants in Boston during the Kevin Garnett, right? whatever, and then they all ended up leaving. Tibbs is now head coach, and the majority of those guys all became head yeah, coaches. Yeah, when the Boston, they won in, what, 2008? They beat the Lakers? Yep. So, I mean, that, that happened there as well, too. So, three teams, other rumor going out there right now with the Heat and LeBron is there are three teams that are actually p- possibly thinking of talking Melo and LeBron to go into the same team. And those three teams are Atlanta, the Lakers, and then Cleveland actually has been interested in doing that. But, I mean, if you do that, then that means you're giving max contracts to Melo, LeBron, and Irvin. Yeah. And then, I mean, I know that. that in the sale, yeah, you know, salary I mean, cap. That would be pretty nuts. But then here's my thing. Melo and LeBron play somewhat of the same position. I understand you can move LeBron to the shooting guard, move Melo to small forward. You would have Irving at point, which would be a ridiculous backcourt. Um, and then if you draft um, Wiggins, I mean, he's a small forward. So, I mean, you would in a way have to go with Jabari Parker, which you can put at a power forward. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then I guess you can try Bennett at, at center, which was last year's number one, and see what happens and go from there. I mean, that's a st- solid team if everyone works out, but Parker doesn't want to play for uh, for Cleveland. He's openly said he wants to go to Milwaukee. Yeah, I heard he didn't want to play for Cleveland. Yeah. Hey, but uh, LeBron likes the ball in his hand a lot. Now you got a stud point guard in Kyrie Irving. How would that play out? You know, Le- LeBron, to be I, fair, he plays a lot of point guard. Yeah, and I heard that he wants to find a team that he wants to play point. That's really what he likes doing, and and a lot of te- a lot of coaches try to tell him yeah, to use his size. If that's the case, then he ain't going to the Clippers because you got Paul. Yeah, you got Chris Paul. So the only option for him would be to go to Houston because he was he, Harden's a shooting guard. Right. They and got then, Beverly. Yeah, as, and then you end up putting LeBron at point, Howard at Powered. That's a big team. Yeah, and do they still have what's his name? I seek and destroy. <laughs> they might have to get rid of him to make a uh, room for yeah, all that big money. That. Yeah, I, I, do, I wish he was she, back in Chicago. Man, that was the bench mob. I seek and destroy. Yeah, that, was that guy was awesome. Um, all right, but any in any case, the Spurs. Congratulations to them. Right, four one. See, I wasn't as surprised as a lot of people because I think Miami had a little bit of an easy time in the Eastern Conference. They ain't really that tough this year, guys, and. I like the Spurs in their passing, and I just seen Miami. It's like they had to work hard this year to win the games. It yeah. wasn't easy. Remember a couple of years ago? They were, they were killing them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were killing everybody. This year was hard for them, so I wasn't – well, I picked the Spurs, so. Yeah. The other thing that's going to be interesting with this offseason is I think that a lot of the demographics are going to change with who's on top, you know what I mean, because of all this free agency. It's going to be very interesting. And, and I don't like it that I'll much see. a little bit, free agency. With all this stuff going on, teams can the change team- from worst to best, like overnight. Right, and the teams don't stay together. Remember before? They were the teams, loyal. The teams would gel together. Yeah. Okay, we were close. Let's get them next year. We were close. Now they go. And, first you, and you ran. A good team ran for 10 years almost. Right. Like strong. Right, because they stayed together. Look at the Utah Jazz, always losing. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like right. The Chicago Bulls. They didn't give up. Yeah, we kept losing to the to the Pistons and the Knicks, and then all of a sudden we started winning. And right. Carl and, didn't say he wanted to be on the Bulls or on the Knicks with Patrick yeah. or No, Stockton. I agree with that. And, and in a way, free agency, I don't like. Here, here's the bottom line that I think they need to do and i think they need to do this fast i was actually talking to someone about this uh one day 
I think, see, this is why I think we need a roundtable. But I, I personally think that they need to make a rule because of what happened with the big three, both in Boston and in Miami. And I think that they have to make a rule where a team cannot have three max player contracts out there anymore. And not that I know we all ha- they all have salary caps, but it, you have to make it competitive out there. And if you're allowing these teams to go out there and give three people $30 million a piece, then it, it, it's not right. And, right. And, and, and you're going to have guys that are going to say, hey, Jackman, you and me, let's go play over here together and screw everybody else. So we, that's not right. And I think that they have to level it off a little bit and tell people, listen, if you three want to go, that's fine. But you guys can't take max pay. Right. Almost like the D Rose rule came out because right. of that. That they have to do something, which I think in that in that light may change the way free agency is changing teams right now. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, and you won't see this drastic switching of players and and all this stuff. But I mean, and again, you- I mean, I mean, they got some rules in uh, salary cap to try to keep the players where where they're it- at. Yes, the because the longer they, can, they play, right? The team, the team that they're on, can offer them more money than another team. Yeah. So that sort of tries to keep them to stay. But they want the rings, so that's why these guys leaving. are going crazy about the rings. I don't remember this in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a ring, yes, but is it the same when you make up your own team than when you build a team? It's not quite the same thing, in and my opinion. And it's almost like when we were going over, uh, we had the NBA show where we were going over the top five guys in each position. We were having fights about guys who were two and three, and some of our fights were, but this guy won championships. Right. But here's my point with that. There was still a guy that we were thinking of putting two and three, and he never won a ring, but he was still ranked one of the top five players in the, play, in the league. Right. Ever. Not just current. So in my, what, I'm, what my point is is that these guys are all going nuts for rings, but at the same time, if you build a legacy, even guys who don't win rings, Charles Barkley, right. legend. Yes, I mean every team guys, he went was a great team. Yeah, he never he never won anything. No, but, but he was right. To, he was great. He and went people to the final. still have him as one of a top five player. Right. I mean, I think it loses its muster when Carl you make your Malone. own team. Yeah. I mean, some people have had him as one of the, the number, number one. one point guard or number one power forward. Exactly. He never won one. No. But we still have him up there. I mean, Tim Duncan now is, but in real reality, if you think about it, I know people will fight about it and say Tim Duncan's a true center, not a power forward. Yeah, he plays more like a center. Yeah. But in any case, that is that is the San Antonio series with the Miami Heat. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Miami's dismantle again next year. We'll see if they're going to get this dismantled this year, right, in the offseason. They uh, may. They may. Stevenson might leave. I think a lot of these guys may end up playing. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade Hibbert out. Oh, you're talking about Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, Hibbert was a non-factor play. in the playoffs. Um, you know, they he, may he, try to get rid did, of him. He did great last year, but... Uh, this year he was a non-factor. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if they do that. Cause, and what would be funny is when he leaves and then he goes back to his old ways and he's really good again with that other team. Who yeah, knows? I don't know. All right, so uh, draft coming up in a couple days. Yeah, let's get into some draft guys. Um, let me open up my screen here. Uh, going to be very interesting. And the reason I'm interested in this is there's a lot of trade talk, not just amongst the, the Bulls, but amongst almost every team right out there right now. Um, and they're talking about like, like five to six trades possibly with players and draft picks happening all before the draft, which is in like what, a couple, two days. Yeah. Thursday. So you literally, um, 
have a lot June, of June twenty six guys. You got a lot of scenarios out there. Uh, you know what? Happen. I've also heard some teams maybe scrambling now if they're in uh, consideration for LeBron. If they actually feel that they got a shot for him, they may want to move their draft picks or trade their draft picks to make room for a salary in order to to get LeBron. To get LeBron. So I mean, this guy uh, go LeBron. Going into this uh, opting out is going to cause a lot of moving around, a lot of shifting around amongst the teams. And I guess you're, you're really going to see, I think at that point, um, who the players are that really want them. The teams? Yeah. You're going to yeah. start seeing, hey, these are the guys that are going after him. R- right, right. So it's going to be very interesting. So, I mean, without a doubt, everybody, I think, knows who the top two guys are going to be. And uh, right now, I mean, you're not, I don't think there's anything against it. I mean, it's between Wiggins and Parker. Yeah, you out. think uh, Embiid, he lost a lot with that. Yeah, so yeah. I know Injury. a lot of sites still have him three or four. Um, yeah, Dante, they got him high. Dante Exum through camp, the Australian kid. Okay. His stock has risen drastically, and they're saying he's going three now instead of Embiid. Okay. I have Embiid going like five, four, five. I mean. He's a, t- he's a big kid, and they say he's got, he's got great speed and footwork. I, I would he, not, he's one I would who not be he's one who played to, soccer. I would not see. I would not be surprised Embiid going to the Lakers at seven. I mean, I, I just my personal opinion is with this foot, people I think are really scared to get him. Um, yeah, it's gonna it may draw some Wiggins, people off. And in my personal opinion, I think that I know Cleveland might want Parker, but if Parker's openly saying that he wants to go play with Milwaukee and not Cleveland, I don't think someone's gonna force someone to go play. Somewhere there, they don't want to play, knowing that ultimately, if they sign this kid, he's not going to want to stay there and he's not going to be happy. So, I think ultimately they're going to go with Andrew Riggins, number one. I think Jabari Parker, though, may be the true number one pick, and then he ends up going to Milwaukee. I think with Parker going to Milwaukee, Milwaukee is a young, and if you look at their roster, strong team. Just look at their roster if you have a chance. I mean, you've got the Greek freak over there, this guy that has the longest reach right now in the NBA. Um, his brother's actually going to be in the draft this year as well, too. Um, a really strong young team, and I think that Milwaukee's got a real bright future if they can keep this core intact over there. So, I mean, you put Parker over there now, too. I mean, they're going to look pretty good over there. So that's that. Exum. I think ultimately will go to Philadelphia. I think they'll they will take him over Embiid, and uh, they're going to go that way. Now the next one is where I'm a little bit iffy on on four. I think they're going to go with uh, the Indiana freshman Noah. I think Noah Von Lee is going to end up going over Embiid, and I think he's going to end up going to the fourth pick. Uh, Embiid is. Uh, possibly going to Utah. I think it's going to be between Utah and the Lakers, in my personal opinion. So I think Embiid's either going to end up going five or seven. Um, My picks or my good impact players, guys that are going to go into the league and make an impact the first year they go, I think Parker's going to make an impact. Um, Believe it or not, I don't think Wiggins is. I don't think he's going to make a huge impact, and he's not going to be here for the long haul. Um, My surprise pick, and I know he's still a top five, top ten, Julius Randle from Kentucky. I love the way he plays. I I love his style. He's a strong power forward. He's a double-double machine, ain't he? Yeah, I loved. I I wish the Bulls could have got him, but I know we've got, obviously, Miritich from overseas and Taj Gibson. But the the guy's not tall enough to play center. He's a 6'9 guy. But I I think he's going to be a spark plug. 
Um, and I mean, I got him going possibly even to the Lakers if they don't go with Embiid. Um, and I think he's going to be a great addition to the Lakers if he does end up going there. Um, Marcus Smart, I'm 50-50 on. I don't know if Marcus is going to end up making an impact in the NBA right away or not. But uh, again, it, it's a possibility. Um, and then my other impact player is going to be Aaron Gordon from Arizona. This kid amazing what he did for arizona in his first year as a freshman was uh, defensively hands down this guy is a lock i mean this guy's probably one of the best defensive players in the nba draft so i mean if you're looking right now for uh, i mean a, a power forward that can play defense shot block and score aaron gordon's the guy who's going to do that for you and I, I wish the Bulls can go somewhere higher. I have Aaron Gordon going to Charlotte, which if he does, I think that's that's bad. But um, we'll see what happens with that aspect as well, too. So um, 16 and 19. Let's talk Bulls now with the two picks. Yeah, I'm interested in the Bulls picks. So I, if, if they stay at 16 and 19, I, I think the 16 picks, you're going to have the opportunity of going, and this is if he's going to be available because he may not be. Some people have him going up as high as six. Some people have him going to the Kings at eight, which is why the rumors are out that they were thinking of trading the two draft picks to get to the number eight. Um, Straskas in Michigan, uh, the shooting guard, and they really want this guy because he's a real good shooter. Yeah, the Bulls need shooting, and that demonstrated that all year. Yeah. I also heard they were looking at the number eight pick for Doug McDermott. Yeah, and and we talked about this earlier. I'm not a fan of Doug's. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I he's a Judd Bushler. <laughs> he's a guy you'll have on your bench and you'll forget about. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be uh, that great. Um, but I mean, Straskas too. I'm not a fan of his either. It, it, to be honest with you, but um, if they go in any route, I would really want. Uh, I mean, the other opportunity or chance they might get a small forward is T.J. Warren from uh, from North Carolina State. Gary Harris, I think, would be your best option at 16 for Michigan State shooting guard. I think he'd be a better overall option for your defense, for your offense, for the, for, for the plays we run, uh, the Tibbs style. I, I think that if you go Gary Harris, I think it's your best bet. Um, at 19, you can go a couple routes. Um, Glenn Robinson, the third, will still be available. But he's, again, small forward if you want to because you already got a shooting guard. Um, Jordan Clarkston from Missouri. He can play both point and shoot. And then you also got Tyler Ennis. Tyler Ennis is my pick for 19 if he's going to be available. That way you've got a backup point guard, and then you've got a shooting guard that can help out Butler as well too. And then we can go from there. And that's if we keep 16 and 19. And then that's when we can go into the whole other opportunities of what we can might do if we pick those two guys. So if we go Gary Harris at shooting guard, and then you go Ennis at point guard, then that means you can even pull off that love deal and lose Snell and those guys and just pick up some of these other guys in the long haul. But um, yeah. I, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's going to be a lot of trades, I think, going on. There's a lot of teams trying to gun for that number one pick for at Cleveland. So we'll see what happens overall. I mean, what's your take on some of this stuff, Jackman? Right. I mean, what I've read is the Bulls do have interest in uh, Doug McDermott, like we spoke about, Gary Harris and uh, Nick Skouskis. And what they all got in common is shooting abilities. And that's what the Bulls lacked. I mean, they were they didn't make many three pointers. They couldn't spread the floor. They want somebody to help spread the floor with rolls. They don't want it all clogged up when he wants to drive in or when he wants to dish and drive and pass. You know, they want to have some guys at the wings who can nail the shots. Uh, the scouting report on Gary Harris is he's a solid dis- uh, defender and also has a st- uh, sweet stroke. And the maturity beyond his years. That's somebody that uh, Tibbs likes. He loves, you know, as we all know, he loves defense. And uh, 
So Skowskis, I read, he's more than just a pretty J. He can shoot, but he can also uh, drive in. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. You know, I read it, that they may be looking at Tyler Enos for uh, number 16, too, if the Bulls stay with that. And, and, they it, say, de- and it depends on how they pick. Right, yeah. right. I mean, this is all this is all you speculation. Exactly. This is right. all mock drafts. Yes, yeah, all we mock think draft. May happen. You don't ever know. I mean, there there may be someone that throws a monkey wrench in that whole thing. Oh and, yeah. And says, "Hey, I'm going to draft someone that everyone was predicting to be 26th, and all of a sudden they pick them at 11th, and then boom, that throws everything off." Right. They might see that that's what that team needs, and they might right exactly. You know what? What the Bulls? What all these picks got in common for the Bulls is they can shoot, and they can. And that's who they need, and what they need. Yeah. Yeah, they want to get more scoring. They were talking about if they get one of these uh, uh, good shooting guards, they might move uh, Butler, Butler to small. back to small because he did play small That was forward. his original position. Yes, it was. In college and in the first year. I remember year. the first year, first yeah. couple, he played small forward. So what would you have if we would still keep Dunleavy off the bench? You know, he would back up. Well, I mean, that depends because if you go with Mello, I don't know if you can even afford to keep him. No, right. That's a whole other subject. Yeah. Right, if he's still there. So let's go into the Mello sweepstakes. All right. Sounds good. So he officially has uh, declared himself a free agent. So he opted out of his contract, and he's an official which, free which agent. Which kind of surprised me because I thought he was no, going to stay in I, New York for the money. No, I knew he was going to leave. Okay. He wants a ring, too. And yeah, I think he I knows in New York, ultimately, even with Phil Jackson, I think if he stays, he knows that he's going to – it's going to take a while. It's going to be a rebuilding process. And he probably knows he's at that age where he needs to win in the next year or two. Right. And I think that, I mean, they got some good players there. But but New they York's didn't play well bad luck, as a team. They yeah. didn't play. If you watched them last year, the horrible team. I mean, either Carmelo or what's that other guy with all the tattoos? J.R. Smith. Yeah, and he then you the also ball. had Amari, who's also hurt all the time. Amari's hurt. He's a great player, but he's hurt. But when those two get the ball, they shoot. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of, you know, you, you you see the Spurs, and then you, you also can have what's five. his name there, the ex Bull, who the center. He was on Dallas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ty- Tyson Ty- Chandler. There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's a good player. I mean, you got some good players there, but they just didn't put it together as a team. Yeah. So I, I think he just sees the writing on the wall of, hey, I'm I, not going to win anything I guess. There. But you know what? They would probably make a playoff if they were... If they were if they played as a team. They, they, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they would have got very far, but they would have. They had enough talent to make the playoffs, in my yeah. opinion. So he opted out. Okay. Um, then everyone, even like Rondo, even came out and said the Bulls are the best spot for Melo. Like there's there's players out there that are talking and saying Melo needs to go to the Bulls. If you hear Chris Webber, he disputes that and he says Melo is not a good fit for the Bulls. But I think Melo is a good fit because the yeah. Bulls sorely lack scoring. Why doesn't Webber think it's a good fit? I don't know. I forgot what, what his reasons were. I heard it. If you look it up, overall, I think you, here here is why, why. Here are the only up things. I now obviously Mello does like the Bulls. Um, he has been openly talking to uh, to Rose and uh, to um, Noah. Noah, but and I heard Tom's been calling him, and, and so tips. has Noah. Yeah, They've but there's also him. rumors that Mello's not returning a lot of Noah's calls. So I don't know if he thinks he's annoying and doesn't want to play for an annoying guy. But anyways, well, Tibbs, he's got a lot on his There head. are a lot of coaches out there that have reached out to Tibbs and told Tibbs, you don't want this guy on your team because you're going to blow your head off. About the defense, lack yes. of defense is inconsistent. And the reason is because the, those coaches know how Tibbs coaches. And these are all players or coaches that used to coach Mello. And they talked to him and said, listen, we know how you are defensively as a coach. And we know how nitpicky you are. You bring this guy to Chicago and on your team, you're going to blow your head off because you're not. You're going to hate the way he plays defense. Yeah, but you know what the the way the Bulls 
go down in the playoffs the last couple of years, they're going to need, need a guy a like shooter. You yeah. need a shooter. You I need don't a care score. if you don't play defense. At least if you can score, that's fine. I mean, he may improve them to some degree. And that's you're, my thing. As if you if you're a player and you think of your career and what can make you better, you're awful. You're awful at defense. Right. They say he's not awful. They say he's inconsistent. Yeah, he can be but better. to go play for a coach that will help you. That's something that you need. Exactly. And that means, hey, if I can get max money, plus I can get a guy to teach me how to play defense better and consistently. Now, that's a big if about max money. Here. Yeah, well, whatever. That's yeah. another topic. I mean, like, hey, I'm going to go to Chicago. And, I mean, as Melo, I would think that as well, too. But there's question marks. Is Rose going to stay healthy? Well, we hope so. Now, Rose has openly been out there and said he'd rather have love. Well, they got a friendship going. Well, not just Him a friendship. And- I know because they're on the USA basketball team together, but it's also not just because of that. I think it, it's also selfishness. Because uh, Melo might steal some of the spotlight in the scoring. Scoring. And uh, Kevin because Love Rose is more, will- more willing to pass. Exactly. I, I've, you know what? I feel the same way. Yeah, so after degree. looking at it, in my opinion, I think Rose doesn't want to let up some of the scoring because he knows Love could, will be happy with 12, 13 points a game, 12 rebounds a game, 12 uh, I don't know about 12, 13. That's half what he... Whatever. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got someone like Carmelo that's going to score 28, 32 points a game, and the ball's not going to be in Rose's hands all the time. Now, here's my opinion to D. Rose, and if D. Rose ever listens to this podcast, I hope he does, But he, and he should take this. If he's always injured, you got to change your game. Michael Jordan did it, obviously, when he was younger. He used to slash all the time and dunk over guys. Then as he got older, he realized, hey, I'm, my body's getting beat up. I can't do this, and I'm, I'm breaking bones, and I'm getting bruised and whatever. So what did he do? He mastered the fadeaway jump shot. Yes. And, he, and I he think some of that is career. he lost a little bit of quickness. Yeah, and he, he extended made, his career. He extended his career another 10, 15 years. And he was still at the top level. Awesome. Yeah, and he could still drive. Yeah, So, but he didn't do it all the time. He didn't have to rely on it. You got two busted knees right now. You need someone to let you up on scoring, and you need to change your game. You can't be the guy that slashes to the paint all the time anymore against six foot nine and seven footers. They're going to keep beating you down, and you're going to eventually fuck up your other knee or your other knees again or whatever the case is. Now you change your style. You've got another score now. So that means you can set up Taj Gibson, Mello, or Noah, and you can just try to master your outside shot. I'm not saying he can't drive all the time. He can still drive it when that's the only thing you got and you see the hole and it's open, go. There's going to be more lanes because you're going to have a, a Yeah, a but master score. your shot. Right. Not only is his career going to be open, his knees won't be as damaged anymore because he's not taking the bumps in the paint anymore, and he'll, he'll end up being a better overall point guard. Right. But, you know, one thing that's striking, if you look at the plays, Derek injured his both knees. They were just like, he was just like, walk, you know, the one was just a jump hop. I think it was just because wear it got and beat tear. Up. Yeah, wear and tear. It could have been. It could have been. And it just ended up and getting it, to the point where it's like holding onto sec- a thread. The second one was when he just came back for 10 games when he was out for a year. He wasn't doing anything in the poor, well, against Portland. Well, no, but you have to understand, if you fuck, if you fuck up your right knee I and heard you that. come back to the game, you're always going to be putting more pressure on your other knee. Now your other knee is getting overworked and overloaded. I've heard people, d- I've heard that happen. And it's all, it's all in your head. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. good news at the same point. Believe me, I, I would love to see Derrick Rose play yeah. back at the same level. But in my personal opinion, because he's locked in in Chicago, if you think of it financially, and I want him to stay here, I, I still want him to be successful with our team. He needs to look at, I think, changing the style of his game. Okay, here's my take on that. I think uh, I don't think Rose is really a selfish player. You know, I'm not saying you said that, but I think Rose will willing to share some of the spotlight with that with Carmelo. Maybe not all of it, you know, but I think he will. And uh, he gets players involved on his team. 
If Melo comes to Chicago, you can buy my plates too. I hope you listen to this. Okay. And uh, I think uh, Rose is a pretty unselfish player, to be honest. And I think he won't mind if, if he knows Melo can take him to the championship with Melo and Rose and the rest of the Bulls. I think he will give some of that up. Now, about his game style, I think to some degree he may have to back off a little bit. Yes. But I think that's what makes him a special player is extreme quickness and speed. Now, on the other hand, he's going to have some people to help him. He's not going to burden it. So he's going to still, I think he still needs to play to some degree like he was playing, but not, but not as much. Back off a little bit. But I, I don't think he can totally go from driver to, to always outside shooter. You need to, to kind of mix it up a little yeah, bit. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with USA Basketball. So now that the World Cup's coming to an end, seeing what how he does in USA Basketball. Right, they say he's trying out, he's working hard. I heard yeah. uh, Coach K on the radio talking about it, that he would love to have Derek there, and Derek's trying hard. Yep. And if, if Melo, if you're listening, if you ever listen to this, come to Chicago. We'd love to have you here on the uh, Bulls. I, I think would. he would be a good fit for us. Yes, I would be happy with him here. I think yeah, he'd be a good and fit. I think you get a championships, too. Oh, hands down. Um, now, the other option that's out there as well, too, is the Kevin Love. So I guess today, uh, officially, the Bulls offered uh, straight up Kevin Love for Gibson, Snell, and the two draft picks. Oh, you heard that today, huh? Yeah, happened official. Okay. So now they're just waiting on a deal, and that's going to have to happen either late tonight or tomorrow or during the draft uh, Thursday. If that does not get pulled, I think then you don't. The only way I think that could get pulled is if you see those two draft picks, the 16th and 19th pick, are people that we would have never even picked, and it's like someone off the wall, then I think maybe Minnesota had some say-so on who they wanted to pick that 16 and 19 so they can execute this deal. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So depending yeah, they, on who they we might see. They might want who they want. Yeah, because you never know. If, if they're almost done with it but they just couldn't pull the trigger before the draft, Minnesota may be talking to Paxson and these guys and saying, hey, pick guys, this guy pick for this us. guy and this guy, and then we'll execute the trade. Yeah. And then if they're available, they pick them, and then all of a sudden they say, hey, guys, they can screw them by not doing it. But then all of a sudden you say, hey, guys, I got two guys. All right, let's pull the trade off. Yeah, and then they do the trade. So, um, I mean, ultimately, either way, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I, I would like to. W- see would you love. like to see that? I would like to see Melo more than Love, but either yeah. one of them, I, I really don't care. Yeah, they're both great players, tremendous. Yeah, players. either one. Even if you bring Love in, I mean, I know we went over this on our last basketball Bulls podcast, but um, I mean, you bring Melo in, you're going to have Noah Gibson, Melo Butler. Rose. I think that's a more defined stronger team. Yeah, it's a more gelled, like, right away, championship not champion winning, but at least final driven team. Possibly semifinals or going to the finals. Yeah. Whereas if you go with Love, then you're going to have Noah, Love, who's your small forward? Right. Jimmy Butler, and uh, and Rose. And that's, I think, you're still missing that score that you wanted to get. You know what I mean, right? Unless, and then, that, and and I don't know if they'll even have money for that. Uh, the Aaron Aflalo Af- from yeah. Orlando. I mean, and he's a good player. I remember yes. him on Denver. He's an eighteen points a, a game. Yeah, in Orlando. I mean that's a big boost. Do you? But who, who knows? Maybe they trade for him too and let go of like Boozer, Dunleavy, or whatever the case is, because we still have Boozer. People right. always forget that. Right. And I guess the trade that would have been for Aflalo, uh, and this was maybe been a little too much. But again, if you lose, if if you get love. You're losing Gibson, but then it would have to be like Boozer, Dunleavy, and maybe like your second round pick or something, or next year's picks. I heard they were thinking about offering the two draft picks for a Favalo. 
that, that's yeah, what I heard. but if the love happens, you're losing the two picks for love. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. And I'm I saying know. if they were in a workout of Flalo getting over. Now, I know a Flalo, though, they said is basically your last-ditch effort. That's if, if they don't get love and they don't get mellow, okay. then they're gonna have to, we're going to have to settle for that, and I hope that doesn't happen. Because if that does, that's the whole Chicago Cub thing happen all over again. Like, we're going to have to settle for someone that we shouldn't even be getting. You know, I mean, you're you're in the running for two, possibly even LeBron James three. Yeah, possibly LeBron too. And now you're going to sit here and we get none of them, and then we're going to have to sit here with a follow. And, and yeah, but he's a pretty good player. Let's with, not. No, yeah, I'm not no, trying to say he's not bad. No, yeah, but yeah, he's a good player compared he's to the three team. we're talking about. No, no, I about, know those are top three players yeah, in NBA, completely right. different levels top, or top ten, whatever. Other rumors I've heard is the Bulls discussing both their picks for the number eight pick, and that would be for McDermott, which I don't agree with. I don't like that trade. I wouldn't do it. In my own and who's to know if McDermott for sure is going to be number eight? Yeah, I, but I, but but they want to move up, basically. Yeah, you know. So very interesting. What's happening? What's going on in the NBA? Very a, a, a lot of good info, uh, a lot of good stuff that's going to happen. Very interesting to see what's going to happen on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday is going to be a day to watch. Yeah, I, I have not been excited this much for an NBA draft in a long time. No, this is going to be great. Yeah, but you know what? If uh, Snell and one thing I like about the Snell and Gibson. They stay on the team, uh, especially Taj. We've seen him developed and stuff, and he developed into, uh, you know, Boozer's not there, into a starter. I know for for a big star player, I mean, they're going to do what they got to do, but uh, I think it's really his breakout year, and I think Snell's going to get some, if he's still with us, he's going to get some improved playing time, and I'm I'm willing to bet you you're going to see a better Tony Snell this year. Yeah, and, and I really would hate to see uh, Taj go, too, because of that. But yeah. Here, here's my whole point when you think of Taj. Can Taj really get you to that level? You know, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That, that's the NBA, so, you he can a be star. a starter, and he can be really good. He's a role player. And I, I don't think he's one of those guys that can take you to that level. That's the only problem. He, I think he could be maybe a little better than a role player. I think a solid starter. But no, he's not a Love or a Carmelo. Yeah. But I think he can become a good player, especially with this year if he starts. Definitely. So uh, this is a quick one, guys. We just wanted to go over this stuff before Thursday happens and and just touch base and and let people know that we're still alive. Uh, I know we've been missing the last couple of weeks. Uh, got caught up with a bunch of stuff, but uh, we're back. Uh, we're going to be coming back to you even more. We're going to recap the NBA draft once that's done. Yeah. Hopefully with some trades that went through, so then we can uh, discuss our opinions on that. That would be pretty cool. And they say this is a real strong draft, the strongest it draft is. in a long time. There's guys in the second round that are going to be good impact players, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, um, again, we'll go over the draft. Bears season, I am so excited. Ooh. It is not too long, uh, not from now, that we're going to be starting uh, to go to Bourbon A. So Bears making a lot of moves. Yeah, oh. Uh, uh, Adrian Wilson. Oh, yeah, buddy. That's a good one there. I just hope he comes back from his Achilles. Yeah, so that's a big injury. That is huge. Finally, Conte on the bench. Finally. We yeah, don't have to Adrian worry about Wilson, him. Wilson, when he was in his prime, he was a hitter. Yeah, but a again, hitter. he's older now, and we got to see and hope he comes through and stuff. And that's I'm going to be so excited for camp for that. Oh, yeah. We're going to be able to watch oh, him yeah. at camp. It's going to be So uh, a lot of stuff coming up, guys. It's going to be very interesting. We'll go over Bulls. We'll go over Bears. Uh, World Cup's coming to an end as well, too. Uh, Greece, my country has made it after a 2-1 uh, win over the Ivory Coast. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see as well, too, which I think they play on Sunday against Costa Rica. 
Ooh. Yeah, so that's going to be a little rough. They're a surprise team out there. So uh, I know a lot of you guys have, uh, have have hit us up really hard on our soccer shows. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that, and thanks for letting us know that you guys like to listen to soccer. Boxing is going to be coming up pretty soon as well, too. We're going to be going over a lot of the boxing shows uh, with the Chicago Tree Party with Sammy the Bull on, on the cast as well, too. We've got a lot of stuff coming on. Don't forget Wrestle Talk Radio as well, either. We are not dead. Uh, we will have the Windy City Wrecking Crew back uh, together again and that will be really really soon and probably before the money in the bank so um other than that guys uh this is chicago sports crunch radio on wcsn the windy city sports network i'm big nick mush jackman later guys uh we will see you guys soon thank god for the heat summer's finally here